you're in the right place, so stay right where you are. In just a few seconds, you'll be listening to the Preppers and Makers podcast, the podcast of the future, the podcast of the survival technician, and the podcast for those middle-of-the-road people who still want to be alive after apocalypse. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be listening to this this moment. This is Greg here, the Survival Technician with the Preppers and Makers Podcast. Today we're going to talk about some food preparedness issues. So, uh, food. You know, everybody kind of likes it. Nobody can agree on the type of food. Uh, Everybody likes different things. But there's some common core problems that have to do with uh, food supply chains in the current world where we have uh, an issue with not enough truckers, not enough delivery people, not enough uh, uh, people picking. Everyone has an opinion on whether or not this is uh, a conspiracy or not, the uh, the result of the, the pandemic or not, or, you know, you know that's, that's just tiring. It, it is. It really is tiring to listen to people put so much energy into supposition and speculation. Only worry about the things that you can change. Learn to change things that you can't move yourself into a higher position on this planet by actually getting better skills. Okay. There was a person who told me once when I was much younger, when I was I was griping about a problem, and <clears throat> I think that applies to people who, well, you know, the Republicans did this and this and this, or, you know, the Democrats did this and this and this, and, well, you know, Trump wrecked this country, or Biden's wrecking this country, or, you know, your, your people are bringing religion into politics, and... Um, why aren't you people following, you know, good religious ethics? There's just so many sides. All of that applies to the same thing that happened to me when I was younger, when I was griping about something. And someone very, very wise told me, well, that's a very valid point. Change it. Well, it can't change it. Then why are you wasting energy griping about it? I had no answer to that. I've had no clue. So, what we're focusing on today is things that you can change, the things that you can do something about. Yeah, there's some serious problems. There's supply line issues, and uh, everybody has a different theory about why that's happening. Uh, 2020 hindsight will give us the facts of what actually happened. We've just gotten into a world of of, of fake news and opinions instead of facts. So, what we're going to do today is we're just going to talk about facts. And these facts are all personal. They have nothing to do with your religion, nothing to do with your politics, nothing to do with conspiracies. They have to do with food. Now, there's a lot of conspiracies around food. You know, um, why is the healthy stuff expensive and the, the crappy stuff not? Well, you know, gold is expensive and cardboard's not. Anyway, <laughs> that being said... What we're going to talk about today is what you can do about food in the event that you need food. And we're preppers, so we do this in advance. Preparedness means doing things about the problem before the problem comes to exist. It's not, oh, well, this is happening. I have to stock up or fix this or hoard that. No, it means that you've already covered your basic needs because you're just living that way. So, if you're going to, uh, let's start with people out in the countryside. 
by the way, I have a, uh, I have a TikTok channel now that I'm using to promote this and send some people this way and so forth. But it's the Survival Technician. And uh, take a look at that and see what you think. It's, it's little bitty bite-sized bits of what we're doing right here. So, let's say that uh, we have a disaster that affects everyone everywhere. Someone on my TikTok channel said, Well, all the people from the cities are going to be running out to the country and those selfish preppers will get what they deserve. I love trolls. They're great. But they belong under bridges, charging you a coin to cross and menacing Billy Goat's gruff. So, um, what if the emergency happens in the city? Well, yeah, they're going to run to the countryside. But what if we have tornadoes, floods, or that sort of stuff in the countryside? I suspect we'll be going to the city. You know, there's no one given thing. There's no one single answer paradigm here. So, we're going to start out with food management in the country because that's the easiest thing to talk about. And then we'll talk about city. Now, on the countryside, if you have some land at all, anything, uh, let's say that you have a uh, a 30-foot by 40-foot piece of ground that you can put seed into, maybe fence it so the neighbor's dogs don't come and, you know, piddle on your petunias. You uh, can grow enough food for a small family. This is true. This is a given. But you have to have the space. Now, what if you don't have the space? Let's talk about growing some stuff inside. Because we're not going to go into this whole how to garden thing. Because uh, if you're a gardener, you already know. And if you're not, Google how to garden. Google what plants should be planted at what times. And what will go in the ground together without you know, stealing nutrients and acidic levels from other plants. So... If you are going to uh, to garden, you got this. Um, I highly recommend that you do high, highly uh, productive yields. You should do some corn. You should do some broccoli. You should do some okra. Um, you know, those sort of things that actually bring a high amount of nutrients in the product. Onions and potatoes. Absolutely have to do those. Now, inside... Certain things work and certain things don't. If you have enough light, a big window, and a decent flow of air, and can keep things as moist as the soil needs to be, then you can farm indoors in an apartment. Let's say that you're out in the countryside, but you just don't have a lot of space. You're in a small rural town or something, and maybe they've got uh, some sort of draconian rule against gardening in your land. That, that that happens here. Um, we have a place called Holiday Island where we have what are referred to by the locals as yard Nazis. They're people who go around and enforce the covenants. If you've uh, left your uh, RV parked in the parking space in front too long and hasn't haven't put it in a shelter, they fine you or they, they write you up or whatever they do up there. So I know that there are places that you can't garden. And so think about this. If you've got a large window... Um, one of the things that you can go to Walmart or a hardware store and get are these five-gallon plastic buckets. Let's start with one crop. Let's, start, let's talk about tomatoes. If you hang that bucket up from the ceiling, then it doesn't take up a lot of floor space. And you take a jigsaw or a hole drill or whatever and cut holes in the side of it, put it inside another bucket, and pack the soil in. Then, take it back out, you'll have a bucket with little holes in the side and soil. 
if you place in your tomato seeds in that, you can have tomatoes growing out the sides. If you don't want to do the whole thing, you can put the bucket right on the floor, put the tomatoes in the top, tomato seeds or sliced thinly cut tomatoes with the seeds in the, in the round, and you can start tomatoes indoors. It requires a decent amount of sun. Keep them watered. Google this. Learn how to, how to grow tomatoes. But you can do it in buckets by a window. The next thing that's really good in buckets by a window is potatoes. Potatoes are a really good starchy filling thing. So let's say that you have a bucket. Let's, let's go back to that paradigm of two buckets that we just talked about. You take a jigsaw or hole saw and put holes in the side of this big enough to get a full grown potato out of. You may want to just cut big squares windows in one bucket. And then you slide it down inside another bucket so there's two together stacked. Put your dirt and soil on there. Grow your potatoes. You can Google how deep to grow this. But basically you fill the dirt up maybe a third of the way. And put in some potatoes. Fill it up another third of the way. Put in some more potatoes. You know those cuttings of potatoes where the eyes have started to sprout. And then you fill it up with a little dirt over the top and you water it. Make sure you've got some drain holes in the bottom so the water can get out and doesn't just stagnate. And you will begin growing potatoes. Now, the easy way to harvest those is to slide the inner bucket out of the outer bucket. And then you have some potatoes in the dirt just sticking out the window there saying, hey, pick me. Or grub me as, you know, you grub potatoes. If you're uh, young and don't know what that means, look it up. No offense to the young folks. Love you all. So, potatoes can be grown in buckets. If you have uh, more than six inches of soil, which is ideal for the root structure, you can take onion tops and plant them and grow onions. You can grow onions in your herb garden with other other herbs. Let me try this in English. Let's talk about the herb garden. In the window... If you have a window box or if you have a porch or a balcony or or whatever, we're we're talking about the countryside still. You may or may not have a garden. If you've got a garden, put your onions out there. Put your potatoes out there, your corn, your your, um, all of your actual crops that are going to be vegetables. In a window box is where you would want to put your seasonings and herbs. You can, if you have a porch, put containers all the way around the handrail of the porch and put dirt in it. Make sure it's clean dirt. It doesn't come with pre-seeds. Don't just get stuff off the ground or you may get stuff already in there that you don't have any clue what is and it may choke out your herbs. But in a place like this, you can grow sage, rosemary, parsley, cilantro, things of that that will be good fresh herbs for you to put into anything that you're eating on a regular basis as seasoning. Or you can use it in your preserving, dehydrating, or canning. And those sort of things will keep producing through the year if you keep um, replanting and keep them pruned to the point that they don't think that they've gone through a whole life cycle and are dying. Uh, This isn't about gardening. This is about what you can do. So I'm not doing a lesson on how to garden today. We're just giving you clues. Uh, Maybe a path that you can travel down the road to uh, a result. So you have a garden outside as a possibility. You have bucket gardens in by a window. Uh, it'd be great if you had a porch with a big sliding glass door with some big glass wall to, or, uh, ceiling to floor windows. That would be perfect for growing something. 
But even just a window with four, four to six hours of sunlight a day is a good window for growing stuff. And then there's the porch rail for herb boxes, window boxes, porch rail boxes, whatever you want to call it. And those sort of things can keep you in good fresh food on a regular basis and defray the cost of food. Because good food is expensive. Because people default to the crap that's mass-produced, the other stuff is more handmade and rare. I guess that's the best way you can look at food prices. So, to circumvent that, if you are actually doing some good food stuff yourself and managing your own food, gardening, bucket gardening, window boxes, that sort of stuff, then you will have a really good option for supplementing your food. And if you have enough of a garden space, you may have the option to grow all of your food. That would be great, not to rely on anyone else. That's that's an awesome way to deal with being prepared for the future. Also, if you have a prepper community and several of you garden and have garden spaces, then you can use that as money. You can use that to share or barter because people need food. If you need... Uh, part of your car fixed but somebody else needs uh, some potatoes and onions and celery and okra they need to feed their family and you need to be able to drive there's barter there's trade and so you know people taking care of people is what prepping is all about that whole concept of, of preppers holding 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 up holding up whatever getting into their bunker with their guns and protecting themselves and their ammo and waiting for the world to die around them. That's a really negative viewpoint of what we do. Prepping is about preparing to be better, preparing to survive. And survival just by itself doesn't mean you're just living. You have to have a quality of life or you're not surviving. You have to help the community around you. You have to help the people. You have to make sure that good people don't suffer. And you can help them. Now, some people are selfish. Some people want to take advantage of you. That's kind of the reason that we keep ammo in our bunkers. But the thing is, you have to make a decision. And not everybody's good. But not everybody's bad. Grow food. Feed yourself. Feed your family. Feed your community. Use food as barter. Use food as a long-term preparedness. Learn to dehydrate. Learn to can. And I don't just mean don't drink a lot of water during the day. I mean, get a dehydrator and figure out what it takes to keep some of the extra food you didn't eat today for the long term. That's very important. Canning food in uh, in mason jars and that sort of stuff is, a, is an old-fashioned tradition that has gone on to this day and is still going on in most of the places that I know people. Dehydrating is uh, is a great way of dealing with stuff. Dehydrators have been around for ages, and they're a whole, like, uh, you can Google dehydration how-to, and you will find YouTube classes on how to do it. And it's amazing to me how much of almost a, of a cliche it is, but dehydration and canning are very important to keeping food preserved for the long term. So if you have food, use it, eat it. If you have extra food, save it, eat it. Uh, trade it, use it as a resource, whatever you need. And what we're doing today is talking about the need for education. So what I, what I want you guys to be able to do is be able to have a path that you investigate and travel down so that you can keep yourself fed, keep your family fed, keep your community fed. Now, we haven't talked about the city much, 
The city is about space and how much people are packed together. So you may not have a garden space unless you have a, a, a business or building with a flat roof that you have access to. Maybe you can put a little uh, uh, garden patch up there by taking potting soil and putting it in boundary logs or something. So it's still possible to do that. But most people have a window. And in that window, you can put at least a bucket for tomatoes, potatoes, onions, uh, a few boxes uh, you know, spread out like a window box for herbs. Any little bit helps because it helps your mentality to know that you're prepared. Helps your security to know that you're prepared. Helps your ability to deal with stuff knowing you have a fallback and you're prepared. Doesn't have to be everything. You don't have to replace all of your food supply. But be able to add to it and you know you've done something proactive to help what you are doing. So here we go. Another lesson. Another hopefully interesting and entertaining session go over and check my tiktok out um if you want to uh from there i'm doing a lot of us today but i'm i'm not going to edit this i'm just going to talk straight and normal for me which uh kind of wanders around a lot check that out and check out the link to my uh, beacons page and uh, we have a patreon but right now for some reason even though there's not a lot of activity they thought that was suspicious activity Go to the, the Beacons page. If you feel like buying me a coffee, as they say, uh, there's, a, there's a link on there to my uh, cash app. You know, five bucks is a coffee, I think. Um, I don't, I, I buy my own grounds and deal with it. So that'll, that'll buy me several coffees, honestly. It's not like Starbucks. If you wanted to help promote this and help keep me going on this subject and this uh, project, also interact with me, you know, give me feedback, find out what you like from these and then tell me, hey, you haven't covered this. Let me know. There are ways that we can proceed forward and I can find out what you want and help educate you. First, we've got to educate myself, though, because I don't claim to know everything. Tell me what I need to know. I'll find it out. I'm a researcher. I probably already know a lot about it, but that's kind of ego saying even that. So who knows? You got to be wrong to be right. Be willing. Give me feedback. And I hope that you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time and we talk about more really important things for your survival and your preparedness. Love you all. Have a great day. <laughs>